0: And now, from our Northern Command studios, back to Lifeline with Andy Froyland.
1: We are back. It's Pastor Phil Howard here tonight on Lifeline, our Truth For Today edition of Lifeline. Just before the break, I, I, I asked you to put a bookmark in this notion of reading books on prayer and and the idea of the fame of God answering prayer, spreading the flame or inciting in us an eagerness. So, Larry, uh, you've mentioned a couple of books already Jim Simbala's book. Sure. Uh, Dr. David Jeremiah's book. What other books? And, and even beyond that, and probably even more important and, and I'll let you touch on this one as well what books or passages in Scripture would you recommend going to just to, just to spark my desire to pray?
2: yeah i I think there's man, I would tell you to go to the psalms as far as the i mean there's so many of them with David where he starts off with the human condition mm-hmm. and then he comes to realization that God is what God done in the past for him, and he ends up with i just preached this uh psalm thirteen right how long, o Lord, how long oh Lord, he goes like four how longs and he's just saying, how long will it be before you answer me? How long will it be before I understand that you're actually hearing me? How long will I be my own counsel? How long? And then he gets into, but wait a minute. You've answered my prayers in the past. And yeah. at the very end of it, he says, and so I leave with a song. Hmm. A song of praise to the God that's answered prayers. And guess what? His condition didn't change. Great. His how longs didn't change. Nope. His, his sight was changed. He looked back and saw what God had done. And that's, I think, what these different books do. I, I think almost anything from E.M. Bounds on prayer. Oh. Anything. The man's the master right. of it. But I'm I'm telling you, um, I have found that to be so helpful. Because not only do these authors tell you scripturally what you need to hear from, uh, from that point of view. And, you know, Christ himself was a prayer person. You mm-hmm. see that Uh, He had to get away and pray. It was a requirement, you know. So when I look at that, I'm going, man, that's incredible. So not only do you get those biblical references, and if you just get in your Bible, you'll see the countless times that God answers prayer. Yeah. It's throughout scripture, but it's the history of what he's done that encourages us to keep moving on, increases the faith, increases the endurance, more hope, more, you know, more joy, the whole thing all. But I'm telling you, if you don't um, I would tell people to persevere in prayer. Yeah, Stay at it. Don't give
1: up on God. Don't give up on him. This is the one thing that our adversary would love for us oh, to cease and desist on. Uh, it's a, it's our gonna, power source. And he's going to give us every single reason in the book exactly. to say, I don't have time to pray. Right, right. And, and that gives you all the more reason that you need to pray. I uh, One of my favorite passages is Jeremiah 32. Oh, yeah. You've got literally, chronologically, days and hours before Babylon takes over Jerusalem, yep, yep. and God's going, "Hey, look, uh, your, your nephew's going to come and he's going to want you to buy his property. I want you to buy it." Yeah, <laughs> that's like that's like watching it's Mount the last Saint. Last thing we need to do, right? Yeah, now. <laughs> it's like watching Mount Saint Helen smoke, and and God going, "I want you to buy all the the lumber rights." Wait, what? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. Did this stuff. Are you crazy? One of these things is not like the other. It just yeah. doesn't make sense, right? But I love his prayer. It gives you a, a sneak peek into the man's prayer life right. because yeah. you don't just pull one of these prayers out of the hat. This yeah. just doesn't come out of thin air. He's got some history going on. He's there. got history. Yeah. He knows how to pray. Yeah. This is, you know, this is a tip of the iceberg prayer sure. that you're getting with Jeremiah. Sure. But look at what he does. He doesn't understand what God's doing. And you and I would go, oh, God, I don't know. Why should I get profit? And we would start whining. This doesn't make sense, so I'm going to whine about it. He comes at it from Ah, Sovereign Lord. And and we get a glimpse of that in Acts, don't we, as well. It's like the disciples take a cue from Jeremiah. Ah, Sovereign Lord, you have created the heavens. And then he starts reciting everything God is and everything God has done. To the end that all he had, and you tell me to buy property, done. I'm just going to do what you told me. I'm just going to do what you told me. I get it. I don't understand it, but I've just recited to myself who God is, and I may not understand you, but I can trust you. I can trust you. You've just said
2: uh, 99.9% of the Christian life. Exactly. And, the, and the point one is the part God did to save you to get you in the Christian Hello. life. The rest of it is just a matter of trust. And so I I like that. Um, this is an obvious subject matter that's dear to my heart. I just um, I just preached Colossians one. Uh, verses 3 through 14, where the great prayer of Paul for the Colo- Church of Colossae that he had never been to, yeah. but because Epaphras came and reported and he considered him his fellow bond servant, he right. was able to write a letter. And I, I love that verse 9 where he says, I, I'm going to, I don't quote it, so that he, he says, um, I tell you all these things about your prayer. This is what I've heard about you, so I'm giving thanks for you. Right. I'm thanking God for the faith. That's a past Thing that God had done. You put your faith in that. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm also thanking Him for your love, which is a present condition. You're to love right now. right? But also, the hope that He has laid up for you, which is a something coming. Some, it's out there. Something ahead. It's, it's ahead. Yeah. And so, I, there's, now there's seven indications there. I won't preach my sermon right now, but there's seven <laughs> indications of what Paul's saying he's thankful for. But then he goes to the only part of those verses where he actually He says, I'm going to do a petition here. And his petition says this. For this reason, the fact that it had been reported that you believe and all this, I also, since the day we heard of it, we have not ceased to pray for you and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding. Why did I pray that for you? So that you will walk in a manner worthy of the Lord Mm-hmm. so you'll meet the standard God wants to have met to please Him in all respects, bearing fruit in every good way. So it just goes through. And you're like, there's only one petition in 12 verses. And it's what? It's so, and because sometimes we go, why don't we pray for the church? What do yeah. we, well, well, Paul had it down. This is the most classic That's why you thing. It. So anyway, so there's that. And then I think of, um, for me, I think like any of those imbalance things. But you know, it's interesting because you said something about him too busy and all of that. And um, you know, Bill Hybels before he got into some issues that he got into at his church there. And, and but when he was at um, at, at uh, the church there in Chicago, Willow Creek, Willow Creek there, and he he did a book, and I I taught the book several times here at Valley even. And his the title of the book was "Too Busy to Not Pray," right. I mean, I have to pray. I know I'm going to be busy,
1: <laughs> we t- we, but it, I've got to pray. And we talked about this earlier in the oh, program okay. this yeah. evening. It was, it was uh, a Martin Luther thing. I, it, after looking at his schedule for the day, he says, I'm so busy, I'm going to have to take an extra hour to pray.
2: Right. I think it was it was either Luther or, um trying to think of the other guy. I can't think of the name right now, but they would get up at 6 in the morning. Right pray for two hours, and then go into the offices and do whatever. And then it may be, it may have been... I think it was Luther. It may yeah. have been Luther, but then he realized that the, the need was so great and the ministry was so great that he needed to pray more. Right. And so instead of praying from six to nine and going in a little later, he started getting up earlier. Right. And he got to where he would pray four hours every morning. I mean, four hours <laughs> every morning. I'm, I'm sorry, I will admit that I'm not, not that person, here. Um, but I do believe in prayer. And, you know, it said, he said, we have not ceased to pray for you. Mm. Ever since we heard about you, we've not ceased. And what I love about that is that's not just my church. That's the church. Yeah. When it, whenever you hear about these other churches, that they place faith in Christ. They are loving one another. The things that were being reported to Paul, we should be praying for that church. We should yeah. be saying, hey, and what do we pray? That you'll know the knowledge of Christ. His will, yeah. Because guess what? When you know the knowledge of His will, Andy, the prayers you pray are going to get answered a They're whole gonna, lot more. They are, yeah, they are. <laughs> so I think there's that. Man, I could go on and on. I love the. You know, I think I did a one of these shows with you about prayer, and we, we talked did. for two hours on prayer. And uh, but man, He's answered so many of my prayers over the years, and. Um, he's always love, been faithful. Yeah, I love that dispatching. The answer's already been dispatched. Yes, you know, yeah. and so. But David Jeremiah warns you in that book too. He said there that he thinks that he's going to arrive in heaven someday, and that the Lord, you know, meta, metaphorically, the Lord's going to take him to a large warehouse with a bunch of gifts that are unwrapped that are wrapped still. Right. Right. And he's going to say, "Go, go check it out." And he goes, "I'm going to go look and see my name tag, my name on the name tag. This is to you." And I go, well, Lord, why didn't you give me these gifts? He says, well, you never asked me. <laughs> right. You never yeah. asked. The gifts were there,
1: they were available, but you didn't ask. All right. With that, we're gonna take a quick timeout, and when we come back, our conversation on prayer will continue is Lifeline with Pastor Phil Howard.
0: And now from our Northern Command studios, back to Lifeline with Andy Froyland.
1: And we are back, Lifeline with uh, Pastor Phil Howard. We're talking about prayer this evening, and uh, we're just exploring not uh, not only some various issues that surround prayer, but some of the answers to prayer that encourage us, and those are always encouraging. You know, I Phil, I... I, I uh, I'm reminded of a couple of instances. Um, One I've read about and one I've experienced. Um, It was Robert Murray McShane who said more often than not, when he would come out of the vestry, that was the sermon. You could visibly tell he was with the Lord in prayer. Mm-hmm. um which has always impressed me and and then uh fast forward I I've read that fast forward a few years and this is uh probably 91 92 now but uh I can remember sitting in a green room with uh Eric Alexander at a conference and being put to shame by this man's conversation it wasn't prayer. It was a conversation with His Savior. Mm. I, I, I not only I, several things came to—I was embarrassed. I was ashamed. I felt like a voyeur. I felt like a fly on the wall. I, I, you feel like you don't belong. I don't know if you've ever been there, but to be in the presence of a man or a woman who has that—that that approach to the throne of grace and that intimacy. It's almost like I'm, I'm, I'm listening to something. Should I be listening to it? You know, mm. those two stories have so inspired and impressed me over the years as if it's a, a I don't want to say a goal because it sounds like it's a notch on my belt. I'm trying to look for. But it's something that I've always longed for and aspired to. I, I want to have that relationship with my savior
3: That folks would know it's real. Yes. You know? Does that that make sense? It does. (laughs) I I think of um, uh, the prayer meetings uh, that we used to have. I used to have them early in the morning with young men. And then we had a 5.30 prayer meeting before 6 o'clock evening service. And I have a a guest with us uh, from Dallas and uh, he was Dr. Walbert's uh, assistant, and uh, he told me years later, uh, it was amazing, that I was praying with some other men in this room, and George later told me, he said, I walked up on the porch, I was gonna join you guys, but he said, as I heard the symphony in there, he said, I thought you actually were talking to God. He said, I didn't want to break in. Uh, he said, it was so sacred. And I thought, wow, what an amazing thing. We were talking to God. Yes, And uh, it's quite interesting that prayer uh, in the New Testament is addressed more to plural use. The you in English, we don't know if it's a you singular, singular or, or plural, or plural. Right. but in the New Testament when he talks about prayer, think of Pentecost, a 10-day prayer meeting, and here's the Holy Spirit and the launching of the church. Right. Uh, they were praying in a group, and I have to say this, that uh, we don't need another class on prayer. We need to have some models of prayer Yes. Uh, please, do you pray? Yeah. Don't, don't, uh, not if you do, do you pray right? Do you pray? Do you pray at all? And uh, I learned uh, being around people who prayed. Yeah. And uh, that's where. And today you have to ask. I know even when I'm a guest speaker at different churches, uh, prayer prayer meeting might be three minutes before church. Right. It's just a token kind of bless. You know, Lord bless this, but not waiting on God. Hmm. And uh, there's a difference. There, there really is.
1: And I have, uh, I am grateful that I've gotten. Uh, those illustrations in my life, the Lord is—he's given those to us as a means of spurring us on, as a means of saying, this is what's available. And then uh, having a desire to seek after that, I I I, I oftentimes uh, go back to that famous picture of uh, Robert Kennedy uh, on Life Magazine. I don't know if you remember it or not. He's sitting at the uh, the resolute desk in the Oval Office, and the picture is him doing work, but his his little son Junior is underneath the desk. You remember that mm-hmm. playing, and. That's what prayer is for us. We, we aren't just a subject in the kingdom trying to get a moment with the king. <laughs> We're a little child who has an opportunity to spend time with the Father anytime
3: we want. Anytime. And Tad Lincoln was given that privilege. And uh, Lincoln never allowed anyone to prohibit Tad. Right. Because he'd already buried one boy. Yeah. And he said, Tad gets access, doesn't matter what meeting I'm in. Tad has access. Yeah. And sons have access. We, yeah, we are not a subject in the kingdom trying to get
1: a moment with the king. We are a, a, a son and daughter who has complete, utter access to a father, Absolutely. a loving father. And that, this, this is what we're talking about, isn't it? It's prayer. It is. It is the ability to come to the God of this universe and say, Dad, would you? Yeah, would you?
3: And I think a a wonderful thing that we all get in prayer ruts, and one of the things that uh, I found so helpful, uh, even Ken Boa's book, Face to Face, and reading other books, is learning to pray scripture. Yes. And that uh, if you go there, first of all, what does God want me to do regarding him, the vertical? Then, what's in this passage that I should uh, uh, claim? What should I obey? Uh, and let me tell you, I'm just giving Psalm 46. Uh, look at it, here it says, God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. Stop. Stop there. Now, what if you prayed that? Lord... Uh, I'm weak, yeah, but I just told you I'm your strength. Uh, God, I am being, I'm in the arena of criticism right now. I was with a pastor this morning uh, saying how he was chewed up and spit out alive in his church because he didn't call COVID right. That either wear masks. Don't wear masks. Right. Vaccinate. And he said in our church, he said, I got blamed both sides. No matter what I did, people have their opinion and they put it on me. And this is the pastor. And he said, uh, I was chewed out alive, not over Jesus and his deity, not over his word, but over what's the best medical response to a disease that we'd never faced before. But he said, I was spit out. And he said, our church population has diminished by 40 percent Wait, God is not our refuge. Uh, The pastor is our blame man. We're going to blame him. But here he says, a guy says, I found a refuge in God. We will not fear, though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging. You know what? Uh, In the negative environment we're living in, I I thought I, I just finished reading Schindler's List. I saw the movie, but I decided to read the book and as I read the book I thought who in the world would think we would ever survive the 40s when Stalin will kill millions of his own people when how many millions were killed in World War II in Japan Europe Germany uh, Italy and how many of our Jewish neighbors were slain Uh, I thought You talk about desperate times, Mm -hmm. desperate times. And today, we're thinking it's desperate because inflation's going up. But you know, I don't visit my mother at a concentration camp, thank God. And uh, it can get far worse than it's been. And just, uh, God's my refuge. And would you read the Psalms? He says, over and over, I'll hide you, I'll protect you. I am the strength of my people. And so, uh, where else do you get that? Go to your counselor and let the counselor tell you, I'll be your strength from it's now on. It's not going to happen. It's not, not going to happen. happen. Well,
1: we'll put a bookmark there and come back. We've got another guest joining us here on Lifeline tonight with Pastor Phil Howard, uh, Ron Hughes. Uh, he is uh, another friend of the ministry and a minister in the ministry as well. Uh, Albeit retired. Amen. Amen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's he's happy about that. So, <laughs> but we'll talk to Ron and fold him into the conversation surrounding prayer as Lifeline continues with Pastor Phil Howard.
0: And now, from our Northern Command studios, back to Lifeline
1: with Andy Froyland. And we're back. It's Lifeline with Pastor Phil Howard. The Truth For Today edition that comes to you every fourth Friday here on KFAX. And... Uh... Craig Roberts, kind enough to step aside and let Pastor Phil come in. And what we do is, because it's a Friday, we tend to give you kind of a spiritual sorbet. After a week of politics, books, and everything else, this is all about the Lord. And so that's what we're talking about. Not only the Lord, but how to how to talk to the Lord, which we're, is... We're trying to clean up Craig's broadcast <laughs> for him. And y- so, you
3: know. <laughs> it's,
1: it's like that guy with the, the broom in the trash can on Grimm's Fairy Tales on Saturday mornings, right? We're just coming along. we just behind. trying
3: to clean up after you, Craig.
1: <laughs> he is kind enough to give us these Fourth Fridays, and so that's what we do. Truth for Today can be heard here on KFAX, by the way. Weekdays 5.30 in the morning, 4.30 in the afternoon, as well as Sundays at 8.30 and online at truthfortodayradio.org Great ministry that uh, has been birthed out of uh, Valley Bible Church right here in Hercules. We, uh, we invite you to visit the website and learn a little bit more about us and uh, take advantage of the, the opportunities to be ministered to through Truth For Today. We're talking about prayer this evening, and it's always a joy to hear of answered prayer. And we. we speak Spoke about this earlier in the broadcast, Phil, about <laughs> prayer journals and just being remembered and reminded of what God has done, and it's always a, it's always a delight to go back and go, yeah, God's done this yes. and God's done that. I, we, we had all real quick. We had a board meeting last night at, at my church, and we were talking about the fact that originally we were uh, uh, given a, a, an estimate of seventeen thousand dollars to redo. Our 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 driveway and and our parking lot right seventeen thousand and where are we going to get the money I don't know we'll start saving start saving somebody says oh you need to meet this guy and this guy says yeah I'll do it for five want well, to answer to prayer we're gonna we're gonna save considerable on this all right well well let's do it where are we gonna get the five like uh, Larry spoke of earlier man in walks a check. Five, the The cost was five thousand forty two dollars. This was a check for five thousand dollars <laughs> and the so it was taken care of I mean the they, they, this is and, and, and it was you know as a leadership hey lord we don 't know where it 's going to come from. we need to get this done please help. And and we talk about this with the Lord. But see, now, Ron, you, you, you've you got uh, were you not the treasurer or, or the administrator? Church,
4: Church administrator,
1: yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The past so, 16 years. So, man, you know, we're coming to the end of the program tonight, but I'm sure we could probably spend the next three programs talking about some of the things the Lord has done. So, give us a, a, a sense of Obviously. Now, I know because I know our own uh, secretary and church treasurer. And it's it's a stressful job, isn't it? That's why I have a lot of white hair.
3: <laughs> 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 You're looking like Moses. And, 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 eh? Ron stepped out of a, a very successful career in, to, in retail and uh, did wonderful there. And when he stepped back from that... Uh, I said, "Well, we can we can afford you now. We can get a fire sale discount, and we right. did." He came, back. but uh, I think it was amazing talking to him, comparing his other career, and saying, "You know, you got to pray over here. You got to trust God." And when his old cronies would call him, "How's the new job going?" He'll be able to tell you. The stories? Well, it was uh, uh,
4: quite a a difference from coming from a a secular background and so forth. I've been saved since I was 14, so I wasn't uh, uh, unfamiliar with prayer. Prayer was part of my life, but prayer was very individual my own concerns and needs, right. my family's own concerns and needs. And um, never shared that really at at work unless I was praying for a bigger paycheck or that uh, we <laughs> were going to, right. our sales were going to be up this uh, this next month or whatnot. But um, when I came on board at Valley Bible Church as a church administrator and, and uh, was given the responsibility of overseeing uh, finances, uh, personnel, and facilities. A whole nother. God introduced to me, uh, he prepared me with a, an accounting background, a management background, but he was opening me up to show me the power of prayer. And um, uh, this church is a, is a praying church. I was thankful I was a member of this church long before I, I came on staff and always uh, was um, saw our pastor staff and our church staff uh, elders uh, be uh, men of prayer. And uh but to see it firsthand when you start dealing with the day in, day out operation of a church because uh church just isn't uh, about sermons on Sunday right. and uh, uh Sunday school on for the kids. Um it, it is an operation and um uh we've been blessed here at Valley Bible Church, uh, you know, we're fifty years old. Um and uh we've uh, grown in size from the nineteen people that showed up in nineteen seventy one to today right uh so uh all during that journey we've seen all sorts of uh answer to prayer um that I was part of the congregation praying for those things now i 'm in the inside um, first uh situation that I came up with when one time I was getting ready for. A regular staff meeting with the ministry leaders and whatnot, uh, and looking at our books, um, I could see that uh, we were running uh, in the red, and significantly, like seventy thousand uh, dollars. That burden was on on me, and so I entered the the meeting with the elders and the uh, ministry staff, and I said, "I hate to interrupt." the conversation that we're going to be having about uh, our plans for upcoming weeks of ministry. But we're not going to make payroll this coming next week. Uh, We're not going to be able to finance some of the things that are already planned and advertised to happen if we don't somehow address this red ink. Oh, well, the whole mood of the meeting change and uh, how did it change? Uh, We need to be praying about this. Uh, How much are we in the rears? I I said $70,000. Let's pray. I wouldn't have done that in my retail life, but uh, we're going to pray. And we didn't discuss any of the further meetings. We spent the entire time praying, God, show us if we're doing your will. Show us if the things that we are planning are the things that you want us to do. Because you promised, if they are, that you will provide and so forth. So after several people prayed and shared that, we just left the meeting The mail came later on that afternoon. I go and I open up the mail. Lo and behold, there is a check for $75,000 from a missionary organization with a notation saying, uh, this $75,000 was uh, requested to be directed to Valley Bible Church. And this was from Partners International. I don't mind saying who it was from. Partners International. And uh, I immediately ran to the uh, pastor's office, and I said, the power of prayer. Yeah. God already knew what our need was. And this was already in the mail. Yeah. He already had it coming toward us <laughs> and the timing of it. This is just one of the times that over the 16 years that I got to experience firsthand the power of prayer. It says in James 5:18, the earnest prayer of the righteous has great power yeah. and has
1: wonderful results. Wonderful results. Hold it right there because I've got questions for you, but we have to take a quick time out. When we come back, we'll continue the conversation with Pastor Phil Howard and Ron Hughes as Life
0: And now, from our Northern Command Studios, back to
1: Lifeline with Andy Froyland. And we're back. It's Lifeline. Phil Howard in tonight. It's our Truth For Today edition of Lifeline. And Ron Hughes has been joining us. He is the uh, treasurer and uh, church, administrator. Uh, church administrator, all things financial for mm-hmm. Valley Bible mm-hmm. Church for years. We, you, you just told us one story of, of many uh, about God's faithfulness to meet the needs of valley bible church over the years and and you left us before the break saying that this is one of thousands in 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 those years what has this done for your own personal prayer life as you watch prayer after prayer after prayer after prayer being answered on a regular basis here at the church well the the thing about scripture what is
4: wonderful about it is that it regenerates the hope when you're bombarded in life with despair, with uh, um, lost attacks on your faith,
1: right.
4: in, in essence, when you see these kind of things happening, it just renews the encouragement and the truth that is found in God's word and in the power of prayer. Um, a lot of times people, you know, there's all sorts of hindrances to prayer. But a lot of times uh, people are afraid to, to pray because uh, I think Pastor Phil uh, said it best when they, uh, you, you learn how to pray by uh, listening to other people pray as well. Right. Uh, a pastor friend of mine at my prior church uh, shared very simply to me. He says, you know, prayer is simply talking to God. And I'll use my, my dad uh, as an example. He had an eighth grade education. Uh, Um, loved the Lord, um, but did not feel comfortable praying out loud, even if he was in the Bible study or whatever, because uh, he didn't feel educated enough. Eighth grade education, and that was something that was inbred in him, that, oh, I'm just not educated enough. When I shared with him that dad, dad, prayer is simply talking to God talk to your dad yeah it released him mm-hmm. and be able to pray and be able to pray out loud and amongst others and so forth when i see these things that that i prayed over i'll, I'll use a, a, something really recently was uh, our church through through the pandemic Right. Uh, we saw uh, attendance not where we weren't meeting as a uh, corporate group, um, had all sorts of restrictions as far as uh, people uh, coming together. Um, there's concern about uh, finances. If people aren't gathering together, uh, you saw churches falling by the wayside and right. closing their doors. Yes. Um, uh we were thinking about uh how am i going to uh, not lay off uh some of the staff are we going to pay vendors, you know? Uh, are we going to be able to keep our janitorial service if uh, income is done? And uh, one of the things that, that came that I found out during this, this time is um, lenders are nervous uh, lending to churches. Mm-hmm. Uh, no lender wants to foreclose on a church. Right. So the scrutiny is, is intense, but also um, it's like an untouchable. To a lot of uh, lenders, they are very cautious about lending to a church. So uh, during the pandemic, one of the opportunities that I I sought out was um, the government's PPP loan process. Well, I've never done that before. And um, a lot of paperwork. A lot of paperwork. Uh, I don't know if I was doing it right. I simply prayed. I was in my office and just praying, God, you got to help me on on this. Uh, Am I doing this right? Is this the documentation that they need and so forth? Uh, Are we using the right lender? Um, And got all this paperwork and everything ready, uploaded it on the computer and i put my hands on that computer and i prayed and i said god you got to give us favor there's no lenders out there that really want like dealing with churches you don't hear about these churches uh uh applying for these type of of loans so lord it's going to take favor from you to get this uh Uh loan approved and if it doesn't get approved Still giving you praise because you have met our needs for 48 plus years. Right. And so we sent that off. It wasn't three days. I get a call at home from the lender, the bank that we were going through, mm-hmm. and said that just wanted to give you a heads up. All the paperwork's been approved. And you got $285,500 in, in this PPP loan. Praise the Lord, shared that. We didn't have to uh, lay people off. Uh, the church was able to keep going. The tail end of that praise is once we had the opportunity to have it forgiven totally forgiven, not have to pay it back. Went through the same paperwork process, provided all the required documentation, prayed over that same computer, and lo and behold, God gave us favor again, and that whole loan was forgiven. These type of things, let alone having people come up in the front reception area in need laying out uh, troubles and so forth and being able to sit down with them and pray with them and mm. give them some encouragement let alone some financial um, assistance assistance yeah. in in that particular area and then have them come back and say if it wasn't for the the trust that you showed in me by giving me the gas money to get to my relatives, you know, and they come back and give us an, a check to, hmm. to reimburse us for what they do. When you do things in the name of the Lord, hmm. it comes back to you tenfold. He is
1: so faithful. Um, you know, we're, we're, we're fixing to wrap up here, Pastor Phil. Um, from praying for a spouse Larry, yes, yes, to the finances um everything in between I think we've I think we've adequately uh represented prayer tonight uh for our listeners in the sense that God can be trusted can't he
3: at the end of the day this Amen. is uh, what we're saying is God is trustworthy. He's trustworthy. Ask me anything in my name, and I will do that for you, John 14. And uh, we've got a card that's better than Visa. We do. And there's no interest rates. He just said, if you will ask... And as Ron quoted James 5, I mean, uh, we had a a person that needed, that called for the elders to pray for them. And the elders still remind me, I said, God, maybe there's one righteous man among us. Uh, You said, just one righteous man. The prayer can work wonders. And we laughed. But the barren woman became pregnant and had the baby (laughs) and he did hear us
1: well with that we're going to put this edition of Lifeline to rest Uh, we do hope and pray that uh, you've been encouraged in this area of prayer, don't give up If there's one thing that Pastor Phil and I can leave you with is just that. Don't give up. Don't, don't fall susceptible to all of the excuses not to pray. Uh, Press in.
3: And Van Tabner gave a great line. He said, I'm shipwrecked on God and I'm stranded on omnipotence. And there's not a better place for you to be stranded. Amen and amen. Thank you for joining us here tonight
1: on Lifeline. We appreciate you tremendously. We'll see you next time. and We'll do it all over again. Until then, for Pastor Phil Howard, Truth for Today, Valley Bible Church in Hercules, and KFAX, good night. Opinions expressed in the preceding
0: program do not necessarily represent the views of the ownership, staff, or management of KFAX. Copyright Salem Communications, all rights reserved.